At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into VSIN Final Countdown. Stormy Bonantoni, Matt Brown on the desk, live from our VSIN studio in Las Vegas at the South Point. Stephanie Kamershack at the controls. We got Kevin on the old mix and masher thing. One day I'll remember ones what and it's twos. called. It's a shifter? What's it called? Ones and twos. But ones, it's called something else, just though, and it, I just always forget the name. Just call it the ones and twos. Fader. Yeah. Fader. I, yeah. Need, I need to write this down but people, for later. Well, people get what you're Fader. saying a little bit better if you call it the ones and But two. all I want to say is like the all freaking, freaking, freaking fresh. Because yeah. it's kind of like when I say mixer, I think of it as a mixer, but it's not. It's anyways. Yeah. Fader. Love yes. it. Kevin's crushing the game. Um, welcome into the show. We've got lots of NFL divisional round of the playoffs conversation ahead later today. In hour two, DraftKings betting analyst Steve Buchanan is going to give the lowdown on all of his picks that he has already in pocket for the divisional round. Also, fun fact for you, on this day, mm-hmm. January 18th, 2015, the Patriots thumped the Colts 45-7 to in the AFC Championship game, a game that Stephanie would like to forget forever in the sense that it was when Deflategate began. That so was the, the I just saw that as an on this date thing, and I felt like I had to share it. And Stephanie has given me the evil eye, something fierce she, over there. <laughs> she sure hates talking about that whole thing. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady, though, we did have some odds movement on the where will Tom Brady go 
uh, next year with obviously he's a free agent. He's rounded out his contract with the Bucks. Basically said his goodbye to reporters the other day that had everybody reading into it all crazy like the Bucks now sitting three to one, no longer the favorite. Money rolling in on your Las Vegas Raiders to land Tom Brady to take his next regular season snap. Again, it would be. I mean, look, it's. It's fine if he wants to continue playing and he just wants – we know they bought the house out here. Well, I mean, actually, who has the house now? Because they got divorced in the what? Like, where did the Vegas house go? We never got that information, but I'm going to assume maybe Twitter Tom still sleuths. owns it. Do yeah. some work for us. Let maybe us Maybe Tom still owns it or whatever. You know, that's why this is the, the thing going on here. We, you know, this was kind of the hot and heavy rumor when that got announced that they were building this fancy house, et cetera, et cetera. And so now I, I just look at this and we – I still still believe this, and I have to believe this that this guy is smart enough to not come into a division that currently has Patrick Mahomes for his final season in the NFL. Like, I just don't know why in the world you would put yourself through that. And, and further, if you believe that this Chargers team can get better with the firings that they've done so far, and we'll talk about another one that they made, but, you know, if they're going to get better as well from a coaching standpoint, then they're in that division. as well. Like, you're picking the wrong division, Tom. Yeah. But he's I mean, like, I got the house there already. He's like, come on, have you seen this house? It's got to be sweet. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I mean, you know, it's it's got to be sweet. He just wants to live in it. For yeah, a year. I mean, and I wouldn't blame him at yeah. all. Every time that I look at houses that are out of my price range, I get very upset. So I can't I even know. imagine how beautiful that bad boy and we've is. We've got some pretty good ones coming up we, around. Yeah, mm, yeah. it's true. Yeah. But Brady, I mean, he was already in like the worst division <laughs> in football mm. and barely right. was able to win that division where he's at. Is there any chance in your mind? that he hangs him up after this year? Or how long is he playing till? Well, like I said, greatest to ever do it. I don't need to I see him anymore. I think he should be done, yes. I don't need to see him anymore. It was like last year when you watched him play, you were, you were still going to yourself, all right, you know, it's not the greatest results, but like he still got it, you know? There was a lot more kind of old man to him well, this year. So, yeah, what's interesting about that is every year I feel like since before he was even 40, you're like, wow, he's just still doing it year yeah. after year. Like, this is going to be the year that he starts to decline. This is going to be the year that he starts to decline. We're saying that every single year, and I think this was the first time we actually thought, okay, no, not only yes. are you not an MVP caliber player right now, but you're, I mean, you're you're just not you. You're and falling so that's the down. Thing. The, yes, you're falling down. He's still the, very yeah. clearly a starter in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. there are people sure. that are starting NFL games that probably shouldn't be, and and I think that he is in a better position than some of those people. But as somebody who is legitimately like a living legend in the NFL right now, for all that he has accomplished with seven rings and records year after year, all these things. It's not the way you want to see a guy go out. Like, if that was his last game, I understand not wanting to go out on that note, but we talked about it yesterday. It feels like you can only really go down from here. This, you know, plus 150 on the Raiders is just kind of wild to me, but three to one on the Bucks, three and a half to one on the 49ers. Then you have seven and a half on the Patriots and Dolphins, eight to one on the Jets, 12 on the Giants, which I don't get. They're, they're resigning Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. Um, you got the Titans. Again, I said that that one. Again, to me, kind of makes sense, right? You you do have a division that you could possibly step into and win, get back to the playoffs and try to make a run. Seahawks, I think, are pretty content with what they're going to get with Geno Smith. They'll probably draft a young quarterback and try to do some upside-type stuff there. I don't think that they bring in Brady in this situation. Commanders is certainly interesting because they're even though they have said they're going with Sam Howell, if Tom Brady said he wanted to come to mm-hmm. D.C., he's going to. 
he's going to be welcomed with open arms, right? I mean, like Sam Howell could wait a year to to start for them. So I think that is at least within the realm of possibilities if he wanted to to end up there. And honestly, I think that that's a pretty decent place to land as well, just from a talent standpoint yeah. around him. You know, one place he is most certainly not going in my mind is the. Ravens sitting there at four to one, considering that is an offense that has been very firmly built around a mobile quarterback, something that Tom Brady is not. That said, there are odds up now for Lamar Jackson and where his next team will be, if not the Ravens. So the favorite in this spot is the New York Jets plus 250, Falcons plus 350, Raiders and the Panthers both at plus 750 and Commanders who you're just talking about with the Sam Howell situation sitting nine to one. Those are the shortest shots for where if... The, they, I mean, this situation is so odd with Lamar Jackson yeah. at this point. Just first, first and foremost, do you think it is the Ravens? And if not, then we'll go from there. I, I think at this point, it. I don't think it can be. I don't think at this point. I mean, they gave all that money to Roquan Smith, and again, he deserves all that money. But now it put you in a spot where can you give – what can you honestly offer Lamar Jackson to where you feel comfortable about it to be able to still put some pieces around him because he's not going to win games alone, right? He's still going to need some guys on the offensive side of the ball. So here we go. Likely a franchise and trade type thing. It seems to be what most of the insiders are now saying as well, that they are starting to hear. That's kind of what's going on. And so the Jets at 2.5 to 1, Falcons at 3.5 to 1. We know they're going to be in the quarterback market for sure. We know as far as assets go – the Jets holding on to that 13th pick overall in the draft. Is that going to be good enough to get it? The Falcons have the eighth pick in the draft. Now, that's certainly much more enticing for the for the Ravens if you're you know talking about what you could get this year as far as a first-round pick goes. The Panthers are going to be in the, in the market for a quarterback. They're right behind Atlanta with the ninth pick in the draft. The Commanders won a few too many games. They pick at the 16th pick, and like I just don't know if that's incredibly appealing for – for the Ravens, and so it is. It is certainly going to be interesting, but I do believe that the shortest shots on there are the ones that make the most sense. Because once you start getting a little bit further down like that, I mean, the Colts at that four pick, you can take one of the three quarterbacks that's going to be in the draft, right? Or you trade up with the Bears. I don't. Getting one of those guys on a rookie deal is better than bringing in mm-hmm. Lamar. You know, like getting one of those guys on a rookie deal is better than getting Lamar on a what's going to end up having to be just a massive massive probably guaranteed at least a Well, and that's big what he that's why he didn't it. sign yeah. coming into the season, yeah. right? Because that's what he wanted. He's he wants the big contract, he wants the guaranteed money. And as we, you know, sit here with a replay of the the Bengals and Ravens wild card mm-hmm. game replay on our screen ahead of us, that's a game that Lamar Jackson was not even there for, which just further reinforces the fact that something is amiss here. Something is awry in this situation. Yeah. The one thing to look at, though, I think on this list that is at least mildly sneaky, the Seahawks are sitting there with with at 12-1 to 1 in this market. The Seahawks hold the fifth pick in the draft. And could you trade the fifth pick in the draft – a future two, couple of threes, you know, this, that, and the other like, like along the way to get a hold of Lamar Jackson, you know, maybe so. And so that is at least the one that is, is kind of sneaky, I think, for me, is there – Gino was fine. There's, I think that we can all say Gino was fine and certainly exceeded expectations mm-hmm. that we all had for him. But he's not your – he's not a franchise score. You know, he, he's not the guy that's going to take you to the Super Bowl or anything like that. And, and they know that within the organization. And so – is it, do you hold off and draft someone? Do you try to, are you going to pick someone at that five pick or are you trading out of that pick or 
do you try to get a hold of somebody like a Lamar Jackson who it seems like is going to be available? Along the lines of quarterback movement, and not to say that's what this means, but we talked yesterday about how the 49ers director of player personnel, uh, Ryan Carthen, had been picked up. He's going to be the, the GM now of the Tennessee Titans. And now so much has been made of this, this post from Trey Lance, uh, I thought just sharing congratulations yeah. for a guy that has worked for the 49ers for a number of years, been there since Trey Lance arrived um, with these little like fingers crossed type of a thing. And people are just severely reading into this as something that I don't think it personally is. The Twitter sleuths went and found multiple different tweets in which he has used these little it's almost like he, it's almost like he means so, to use this emoji. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking like the about? Prayer the hands, hands up. Yeah, the little prayer like the, hands. The, the, things, this one whatever. where you're like, yeah, yeah nice. Like, yes. but he uses this one instead. Yeah, it seems like he's not up on the emoji game, maybe, or something, <laughs> because like they've found multiple ones where he has used these little fingers. There's also before. a generational gap. Like there are some emojis that young people use that like Yeah, we might not even know what this means. Yeah, like this, there are, like, uh, yeah. evidently Gen Z code for all we like, know. Like thumbs up is like really like a lame emoji to use. It's like it's no, young people don't use that. So maybe this is a lame emoji, and so the fingers crossed is the way and to maybe, go. Maybe yeah, and like I don't, I don't know. So go like on. For young person code, there's three of them or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like there's some sort of thing we got to decipher. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I think that people are reading into things a little bit too much. Although I don't think that it's naive to think that the 49ers have a very interesting quarterback situation on their hands yet again potentially mm. because of the way that this season has played out and I mean we obviously know everything that transpired last year with Jimmy Garoppolo due to Trey Lance's injury and then Jimmy G's injury Brock Purdy has been playing fantastic we're going to step aside but when we come back we will get an idea of what you think Purdy can do on the field this weekend taking on the Dallas Cowboys and hey maybe what the future may hold at the quarterback position what do they do with Trey Lance they gave up so much to get him but is Mr. Irrelevant at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football playoffs are heating up with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all things football this postseason. Celebrate the weekend with our divisional round parlay insurance and extend the fun through the rest of the playoffs with the playoffs first touchdown insurance. Log on to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game. It is a whole new game. You know who it's not going to be a whole new game for the rest of the tournament? Rafael Nadal. Ooh, yeah. Fell down in Australia. It was it was sad to watch. It was like the thing we were talking about with Tom Brady where I'm like, I don't want it to get sad, so this is why I'd rather him just walk away. Watching the thing with Nadal, it was actually it was sad to watch. Like, it was just his body was breaking down in front of you on television, I, I, and like, you're just like, oh, man. This I is don't like watch one tennis to the extent that you mm-hmm. do, but, like, I was surprised. Should I not have been? No, because his body failed him. Okay. Yeah, his body just quit on, on him. Like, in the middle of the match. And it just, it was, it's just sad to watch. I mean, here's the thing. Typically, up until this whole Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, like, reign of terror that they have had, tennis players were donezo at, like, 31, 32, 33 years old, right? I mean, like, you were, you were put out to pasture once you got into your early 30s. And then, then you have them who continued to win and not only win, like, win majors and, you know, grand slams and stuff and, and played a super high level all the way, you know, into their into their late 30s, early 40s, if you're talking about Federer and stuff. And so it was – it's just, you know, as we were talking about with, with Brady, right? at the end of the day, Father Time's going to be undefeated through all of this stuff. And so I felt pretty good. I feel a little bit better about that Djokovic uh, outright ticket that I have in the account. Again, well, the only ticket that I – the only yeah. that I made for the whole tournament. There you go. Uh, well, from a couple – elder statesman to the younger side of things to wrap up our conversation with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. I It's a very unique situation that we have on our hands here because San Francisco gave up a lot to trade up for Trey Lance in the draft a couple years ago between sitting a year, playing just one game in 2020 um, for North Dakota State, now dealing with the injury right away out the hop this season, he's only played like less than a handful of games in three years, um, which is just like absurd to think about. Yet now you're in a situation where Brock Purdy's actually played more than him and played more efficiently than I think we ever would have imagined. And so you're kind of joking in the commercial break, well, the real Mr. Irrelevant, please stand up because Brock Purdy's really making a name for himself here. Well, these markets that we just – 
that we just saw for Tom Brady and for Lamar Jackson are certainly going to pop up for him as well as soon as the season is over for the 49ers. They're going to put up, you know, who, 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 what, and it probably actually be for both Lance and mm-hmm. Purdy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it'll probably be for both of them. About, you know, who, which, what team will it take their next snap? Because if Purdy doesn't, you know, if they come out right off the bat and say, no, look, Lance is our guy. We really appreciate what Brock did this year, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if you're Brock Purdy and you've done this and all that, like, you're probably, probably going to get some calls. Like, they're, they're, they're probably going to get some calls about him, you know? I mean, it's, we've seen how badly some of these teams get in situations with their quarterbacks, right? And, like, having a dude that's young on a rookie deal that can play admirably and you can build around him and you can spend money at the other positions and, and just let him kind of play out the rookie deals is – it's it's huge for for these teams. And so I would imagine if they're like, no, 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 Trey's our guy no matter what. Thanks, Brock. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. They're going to get calls about him. Yeah. And listen, I know a lot of Brock Purdy's success to this point has been because of the weapons around mm-hmm. him, and he's not being asked to do too much. But he's been very efficient in that. And as we turn our attention to the divisional round matchup this week against the Cowboys, a postseason rivalry renewed um, between these two historic franchises over the last couple of years, San Francisco did get the edge knocking off the Cowboys in the wild card round a season ago. Now a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, this line, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday as well, just really says to me that they are thinking, okay, Brock Purdy's bound to mess up. It is inevitable that he Mm -hmm. cannot keep this up. He has not thrown for fewer than two touchdown passes in any start so far this season. He is coming off a a multiple touchdown, 300-yard performance um, just this past week. And there have been two instances this season where he has been – challenged I would say against the Raiders where he actually had to come back and then I feel like he already had his kind of his dud performance or his stinker whatever you want to call it in the first half against the Seattle Seahawks last week and then second half turned it on and got the offense clicking at the level that it can so I did lay the three and a half points with San Francisco at home in this game I know there are going to be a lot of questions about the Dallas Cowboys pass rush and how that's going to affect Brock Purdy but that's just the way that I feel about it I think that Brock Purdy has been challenged. And um, Chris Felica had a nice little tweet chain up, former longtime ESPN or now over with Fox Sports. But he um, doing like everything is going to be a first for Brock Purdy. So you can keep trying to put as many names on these different things as you want to, that it's his, his first road start, his first playoff game, his first road playoff start, whatever it's going to be, there's always going to be a new yeah. first. But at some point, you just have to understand that he's actually doing a good job. He's working the offense efficiently. Maybe he's not going to fail. And then every one of the other firsts of – He's the first. This is the first real defense he's, he's going to play. Whatever, this is the whatever, first, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, for him personally as well, yeah, because there's never really been any, like, seventh-round rookies that have no, made it, like, this exactly. deep in the playoffs and stuff and had these win streaks. So, yes, all of those are also going to be first as well. So, yeah, I mean, all of this stuff that gets piled on him. That being said, I also, I mean, I laid it as well, but so DraftKings is sitting minus 305, minus 105 right now. So it is drifting towards maybe getting to a flat three. I don't know if it will ever – quite get there i mean if it does i'll bet it again yes i would like it to as well i would certainly like it to get to a flat three i would put some more money down on the 49ers as well um but at DraftKings again like i mentioned this this thing's at minus 105 so it's a cheap three and a half i don't know if they'll let it get to to the flat three because then it's just going to get hammered so i don't know it'll be interesting to watch here as we Limits will get raised at some point here uh, shortly, and so then we're going to mm-hmm. start to see some of the real influential money come in on on these things, and we'll, we'll kind of get these lines hammered out. Well, and, you know, we talk about, okay, 
yeah, now Brock Purdy is going to have to face a real defense. Well, Dak Prescott's about to face a pretty darn mm -hmm. real defense this week as well. He's coming off, obviously, what was a very dominant performance um, this past week against the Bucks, And had it not been for, you know, some weird uh, extra point situation, you know, more bets would have gotten there with the over, but um, like this is a situation where like he didn't, that was the first game since November that he didn't have an interception. And so now you're facing a San Francisco 49ers team that is tops in the NFL in multiple defensive categories. They're great at turning over the football. Like what's your view on this Dallas squad and specifically on the offensive side taken on this 49ers D? Yeah, it is pretty interesting to me that there was a you know a, a pretty good offensive shift there for Dallas in that game. I mean, like they were they were able to utilize the the pass game much more efficiently and much and I don't know if it was Kellen Moore's play calls. I haven't been able to dig in quite deep enough yet or if it was the different way that they were sequencing sequencing stuff. Maybe they were just trying to disguise things a little bit better. Side note. Ezekiel Elliott is so bad. And, like, the <laughs> fact that they keep running. His last 40 carries have gone for 74 yards. 40 carries for 74 yards. Like, it's just it's just insanity. I mean, like, why he keeps getting carries is, is beyond me. But. And his number, by the way, the attempts that we talked about, his – Number yeah. ended up right on thirteen. Yeah, by on. the way, yeah. that was because what was the number thirteen and a half? Yeah. We talked about yeah. go, going back and forth. You're like, my number shows out to thirteen point <laughs> four two two yeah. two. Just stay away. Yeah, and but this this defense, like you mentioned, there's absolutely no weakness in them either, which is what is, which is what is going to be the the real chess match here if Kellen Moore and them can come up with some sort of game plan against the 49ers. So DVOA overall by the season, right? I mean, this is like the whole season by situation. They were first on first down pass attempts against. They were second on first down run attempts against. They were fourth on second down pass attempts against. They were third on second down run attempts against. And they were third on, uh, they were second on 20, on third down pass attempts against. And then they were first on third down run attempts against. So, I mean, again, in the top th four of every single situational deal that they were facing this year. So, I mean, like, it's just this, this, this defense has been absolutely ridiculous in every single facet. Um, all season long. So I, I just don't know. I just don't know if there's enough on the Cowboys side to – they will score. Don't get me wrong. Like, they have too many playmakers to not score. It's score a, multiple mm -hmm. times, right? It's like put together multiple sustained drives, right? Like, that's the thing. That's the question. How quick will you be if you're Mike McCarthy to pull the plug on Brett Maher? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, if, if you get set up for, like, a field goal on that opening drive – are you going for it on fourth down? Are you letting him kick it? And if he misses it, then, okay, let's find somebody else. Like, how do you approach this? Well, how wild would it be if they carried two kickers for this game? <laughs> like, how, how wild would that be? But, I mean, seriously, like, I mean, it, after that It was historically yeah, bad what yeah. he did last week. I mean. Monday, it, I guess. It, it's, <laughs> a couple days ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where I'm going to certainly monitor what's, what's going on during the week here because it's in a game with a three-and-a-half-point spread – a kick or an extra point or anything like that could be very, very, yes. very, very, very big. Specifically, you know, if you miss an extra point and this thing falls four, right? I mean, like, could be very, very consequential in the betting market. Well, uh, maybe I'll look in the commercial break if they have any up. I don't know if they would yet, but what the props are for, like, over-under missed extra points or over-under, you know, those those types of yeah. things that DraftKings has up. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they'd have them up yet, but we'll take a look. Um, we are going to take a quick time out still Three more games to get through in the divisional round and a lot more here on VEASAN Final Countdown.
Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for each game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up again, just $9.99 to become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. 1348 Canadian. And listen, I'm going to go off on a, on a rant here. And it's not just Ooh. because it's 10 more Canadian pennies more expensive today than it was yesterday. But what I am saying is every day that you don't go in and subscribe, we talk about value all the time on mm-hmm. this network. Value in this bet, value in this. It's still the same price every day that goes by. But every day that goes by that you don't subscribe, you actually lose value in this because it's a day that you don't get it for the 999 introductory offer so we talk about one our friends up north listen it's cost you 10 more pennies today as it is anyway (laughs) we don't want it to cost you 10 more pennies tomorrow and also every day you wait it's a day that you don't get it, and it costs you more on a per-day basis. I love for those of you who do have the opportunity to watch us on the stream that whenever we talk about Canada, there is a Canadian flag graphic transition that just goes across the screen. Um, and, hey, just like Micah Parsons tweeted yesterday um, about supermarkets, inflation is real. Inflation <laughs> is real at the supermarkets. Sort of, like, this guy is about to get a contract Worth $200 million, and he's talking about supermarket inflation. Inflation is a serious problem at supermarkets. Everybody quote tweeting, where you been, dude? And then in like like two years, he's going to be like posting pictures of like those like solid gold milkshakes and stuff. You know, the things you can get here on the strip, it costs like $1,000 for a milkshake. Yeah, gold flakes. Isn't there like a $10,000 Sunday at Serendipity, something like that? something ridiculous, yeah. Um, We already talked about Cowboys 49ers but let's keep it in the NFC as we continue our divisional round playoff talk with the NFL Giants Eagles Eagles a seven and a half point favorite total 48 uh division matchups so these teams did already meet twice this season the Eagles did win both but looking back at those games the first meeting December 14th Giants were really injury riddled that time Philly just crushed them and then the regular season finale Giants were playing third stringers sitting everybody and the Eagles only won 22 to 16 to earn that top seed as a double digit favorite so this is the first time we're going to get a full compliment really on both sides and there are still question marks about Jalen Hurts and his health dealing with a sprain Mm -hmm. in that throwing shoulder we said to everybody yesterday he has not been on the injury report at practice but hey that doesn't mean he doesn't hurt that doesn't mean he's going to be 100% but it is a good sign that he's not on the report. Yeah, this was this was opened at seven at just a couple of the books out there. Everybody else opened at seven and a half. Those sevens were quickly gobbled up. And then this thing has just sat at seven and a half mm-hmm. ever since. Like it is, it was like the the betters out there were willing to lay the seven with the Eagles. They were not willing to lay the seven and a half. And we're just sitting here like dormant with this number. I mean, absolutely no movement at all since we'd been talking about this game for the last three days so I don't know how much we're really going to get here with it being right on the other side of a touchdown I think a lot of people are looking at betting this probably the same way that you and I have already bet this and that teaser leg with the Eagles Mm -hmm. down to a point and a half I don't know how willing they're going to be to go over a touchdown even though he's off the injury report and even though they say he's fine look we have seen very little of Jalen Hurts and when we did see him 
in, in Week 18, there were some business decisions that were made. I actually rewatched re- that game this morning just on the on the All-22 or whatever, and there were a couple of different times he made some business decisions, which is smart, right? I mean, like, he's hurt. There's no need. All they got to do is win the game. That's there's doesn't He wasn't running no like he normally points, does. Right, yeah. No style points, any of that for winning by a bigger margin or any of that stuff. So there is some of that that's taken into account as well. I'm pretty sure the coaching staff told him don't take any unnecessary hits, don't do anything because we're going to need – they knew they were in the playoffs. This was, this was not a – the difference between the Eagles game, right, was it was not a win and end like like a couple of these other situations that we saw in, in Week 18, right? Like they were in the playoffs no matter what. It was just they were trying to to get that number one seed. And so I'm pretty sure they told him, hey, man, we're in no matter what, so, like, we'd rather have you than mm-hmm. not have you, so let's not, like, take any, any chances there. But he certainly made some business decisions in that game, and I do wonder if it was solely – because he had a talking to or if there was some hesitancy from him to play his style and play his game. And if that's the case, I'd probably, and again, it's not in my account. I already have mm-hmm. the teaser leg in there, but if I had to play it just with the line as it sits right now, I'd probably take the seven and a half with the Giants. And, you know, as, as high as I was on the Eagles all year long, as, high, as good as the Eagles have been all year long, that quarterback situation still, and as good as that Giants defense actually looked last week too, with the quarterback situation, I just can't see myself laying the seven and a half. So yeah. if you're out there wanting to back the Eagles again, I don't, I don't know if you're a teaser player or not. There is the option to kind of put the the teaser leg in there, but that's about it. I, I can't see myself laying seven. And a half. Yeah, Jalen Hurts did speak to media and say that he like feels unfazed by the thought that the Giants defense is probably going to be targeting his mm-hmm. arm, duh, 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 like whatever, because – you say there's I mean, a bullseye out on yeah, me every play Yeah, he said there's something. a target yeah, on my yeah, back yeah. every game no matter what. I'm, mm-hmm. like, fine with it, da-da-da-da-da. So, we'll, you know, only time will tell how that will ultimately play out. But it is certainly something that you have to take into account with your handicap of this game. And so, similarly, I don't have a play, and we both did do the teaser leg with this one. A reminder, any of our official picks, as well as any host here on the network and, and guests that we have on the show, vcin.com slash picks every single day. Those are available. If you're a subscriber, you're getting the daily email as well that has those picks in it. But just just a reminder. For yeah. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about uh, the Giants side of things, though, in this game. And, and Daniel Jones, who, I mean, really, really came alive. And I know it was against the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. this past weekend, but doing things that had never been done by a quarterback in the playoffs. And, and credit Brian Dable, credit Kafka, whoever you want to credit for it. But he is really playing to his strengths. And I think that's another reason why, if you were forced to make a bet on this game, that I'm sure, like, that's an attractive reason mm-hmm. for the points in this case because of the way that he has played. Yeah, he is. He really has stepped up. And again, I think that this game plan that we saw against the Vikings, we're going to at least, they're going to at least attempt a similar one, which is putting Daniel Jones in a situation to use his athleticism, and hopefully that opens up some lanes for them to make some plays down the field. I mean, it is it, it's a, certainly a different beast, right? Eagles defense, much, much, much stronger than the Vikings defense. But you do have a game plan that works, and you do have a game plan that maximizes what you have at the quarterback position and certainly maximizes what you have at the – lack thereof at the wide receiver position and, and all of that, right? And so if we take a look here with the props that are that are up right now, Daniel Jones rushing props sitting at 45 and a half yards over at DraftKings. And would it be out of the realm of possibility, again, for me to think that he gets a dozen carries in this game? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. It's 17 last game, yeah, which is, I mean, is more than normal. If but he yeah. gets a dozen carries in this game, then you're – I mean, you're looking at the over, right, on 45 and a half. And so I, I – 
I'm tempted, not in the account quite yet. I'm tempted, going to do a little bit more number crunching, see how the Eagles have fared over the course of the season from kind of defending running quarterbacks and stuff like that. But I have to believe that they are going to lean heavily on something that was successful last Mm -hmm. week that is, again, plays into the skill set of your fairly athletic quarterback that doesn't have a ton of receiver, doesn't have a lot of skill position guys to throw to. So, hey, don't have him throw to a bunch of nobodies and yeah. and run the ball. Well, and then like, even when he was throwing the ball, is mm-hmm. I feel like it was just an, as near flawless of a performance by a guy mm-hmm. you could have because he was, you know, getting the ball out when he needed to. It was accurate. Timing was there. Methodically leading those drives. And then when he had to take that option to run with the football. He was having success with it. And so, yeah, he's averaging, I believe, nine carries per game for the year, but fresh off, you know, toting the ball 17 times. And if that was a recipe for success, why not keep doing that? This is a guy who was a former top six overall pick in the NFL that was largely coached into oblivion. Mm. And now he's actually been like unlocked, like Daniel Jones mode has become unlocked in the playoffs, my friend. Stormy, if I would have told you that Isaiah Hodgins was a real human being, much <laughs> less an NFL player, you wouldn't have believed me. Uh, and like, and now here over he is, 100 yards, baby. Here he is, wide receiver one <laughs> for a team that has won a playoff game, right? I mean, Crazy. like that's that's kind of the situation this team is in. And, and again, hats off to to everybody on that team, specifically Daniel Jones and, of course, the coaching staff as well for, for getting the most out of it. I just don't know. I think they make it competitive. I just don't know if they can pull the upset. If you had to pick one underdog this week to win it outright, who do you like the best? Most likely for me would don't have to be – Don't you dare say Dallas. It'd have to – I mean, no, most likely for me would be Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. if, if we get kind of a topsy-turvy up-and-down – Josh Allen performance like we got this past week. I think Cincinnati is certainly in a better place to take advantage of that than, than Miami is, right? I mean, like, Cincinnati is better defense in Miami, better offense in Miami. So, like, better quarterback situation than Miami had last week. So, you you kind of look at those plays in which he got sloppy and did some things that, you know, ultimately could have cost mm-hmm. him the game but didn't against a team that's much, much better in Cincinnati. I think that that would be a, a team that this week could could pull the out right up. Yeah, let's just see if the yeah. offensive line health concerns are ultimately not as big a deal as they yes. feel like right now. Um, we'll get to that game. We still got to talk about Jags Chiefs as well. But when we come back, getting a little PGA in our golf. life. And when I, <laughs> it's called the American Express. I just keep wanting to call it the American Express Championship or tournament or something like that. But it's like, no, we're going credit card and that is all. You can say at PGA West. There we go. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rolling along here on a Wednesday edition of VSIN Final Countdown. This segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. While most nicotine products can be complicated to use, maybe don't give you the satisfaction you're looking for. Zinn could surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Now, after after a two-week swing in the Aloha State, the PGA is going, going back, back to Cali, mm, Cali, PGA West well uh, <laughs> in La Quinta, California, to be exact, for the American Express. And this is kind of cool because, you know, you're starting off the swing where you have the multiple course situation. This is a three-course event. <laughs> Ten of the top 20 golfers in the world will be in the field. Should be a fun one. Yeah, so this one's a weird handicap, and, like, it's a much different kind of feel from as far as tournaments go because a couple of different things here too. So only the stadium course, which they will play twice. You mentioned mm-hmm. uh, there is um, three different courses. So it's a pro-am format for one. That makes it weird. You're paired up with either a celebrity or some dude that, by the way, it costs 30. So if you, you could be some Joe Schmo, if you pay $30,000 to be in the tournament and like be paired with a guy. So you're, you could just be with some hack that's rich. Like, I mean, that could also be a thing here. And so it frustrates some of these golfers sometimes because you're playing these super long rounds and things like that, right? I mean, like, it's even though the courses are easy by PGA standards, it's still super challenging for just an average schmo, right? And so, like, these rounds sometimes can take super long. Sometimes these guys get super frustrated with, like, having to wait on, you know, their pro-am partner and all the things like that. So it's just a different feel for everything. So the stadium course will get played twice. It is the hardest of the three courses, par 72, 7,158 yards. The Nicholas course 
par 72, 71, 147 yards. And then the La Quinta course, which is the easiest by far of the three courses, comes in par 72, under 7,100 yards, comes in at 7,060 yards. This course is a full two strokes easier than the stadium course and then about a stroke uh, over the Nicholas course. So, again, the the – the La Quinta course is by far mm-hmm. the easiest uh, of the three, and it's a 54-hole cut as opposed 36, to a 36 yeah. hut. So that's another one as well that just makes this it just makes this different, right? And like it's a different handicap. the The fact that everyone gets an extra round to try to make the cut certainly takes away from some of the equity that we have from a yes, no, miss, make the cut type thing. So I play none of those. Like I don't play any of those for a tournament like this, right? Like none at all, and. I'm not a big course history guy because outside of Augusta where they play the same course every single year and it's so tricky to kind of figure out whatever and there's some guys that really just play Augusta and the Masters better than others. Just not a big course history guy. I'm more of a form guy, more of whatever. But I do actually look at recent history here at this tournament in particular for the reasons that I just said. Like, how does some of these guys deal with playing three different courses in three different days? How does some of these guys deal with the fact that they got to play with some hack that's like whatever? Cause like, you know, some dudes just don't probably have the personality for that. Right. Like to, cause you know, these guys want to yuck it up with the pro golfer and all that. And I'm sure some of them have a great time and you know, they all become friends. And next thing you know, they're, you know, eating dinner together <laughs> and sharing Christmas cards and stuff. And there's probably some who are kind of like, I don't care that you paid $30,000. Like don't talk to me, you know? And so, there's just a lot of that that all all kind of goes goes into this, right? And so top 65 and ties advance to the fourth round, which again is coming back and played on that stadium course. So in terms of your model for an event mm-hmm. like this, what are the biggest key factors that you incorporate for these courses? Yeah, so for this one in particular, because it's it's easy scoring. I mean, if you look at the historically the scorings here is going to be 20s in the 20s, right? Low 20s, mid 20s, something like that. So with that, I first thing and foremost is looking at scoring on easy courses. That You're going to be looking at, at approach for sure on this. As we said, each and every single week, I will have some bit of approach in the model. But for this one in particular, it's super important because the course is so easy. So guys that are really good on approach shots and put the, put the ball close to the hole, this putting surface is – because of the time of year, they go in and they overseed it with this certain type of grass. So basically, it's been talked about as if it's like carpet. Like it rose, it ro- like if you were just rolling golf, rolling. like if you just roll a ball on carpet, it just rolls straight okay. as and true as anything. Like it's so not very tricky greens really at all, right? And so there's a famous clip from last year where John Rahm got super frustrated with how things are going and called it an effing putting contest and whatever and all the things like that. And so like. You know, if you're putting good and your flat stick is hot this week, you you can you can do some damage. So I never incorporate putting hardly ever. Put a little bit of putting in there okay. as well. And with all the way that this and the way that this is, like I said, easy scoring conditions, I wanted opportunities gained, which is guys, uh, the, it's a statistic in which you have at least a birdie opportunity from 15 feet and in. I put a birdie or better gained on the field percentage in here as well. Strokes gained on par fives. These are some of the easiest par fives they're going to play all year. They're reachable in two by anyone, so even the shortest of hitters can still get to these par fives and twos, so they'll at least have some sort of um, eagle opportunity, you know, uh, a look at these things. And then just proximity from kind of the 125 to 150 yeah. and then 150, 175 range because that's where most of these 
approach shots are going to be coming okay, from. Okay, so for layman's, if anybody out there is a lame mm. like myself, <laughs> um, basically what's important here is good putting, it sounds like, and approach shots. So hit it on the green and hit it in the hole, which is, you know, basically the, the pretty, thought of golf. Pretty, but, pretty, hey, make sure pretty, that, that they're good at that good birdie percentage. Yes, pretty, pretty good, yeah. Um, um, but, but we want these guys that give themselves opportunities more than anything to have really good looks at those birdies, which is why we're looking kind of at these opportunities gain and mm. then birdie or better percentage okay. on the field. So, like I mentioned off the top, 10 of the top 20 golfers in the world are mm -hmm. in the field, including uh, past champion in 2018 and favorite in the event, John Rahm, world number two, Scotty Scheffler, and number five, Patrick Cantlay. As I look through some of the picks that you have in our document here, you're going a little bit farther down the board, though, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, these guys all at the top, it's – any of these guys can just go ridiculously low and just make this thing, you know, and can run away with it. I'm not saying that they can't. It's just one of those deals for me. When you get into the super, super easy courses, remember, the thing that really separates a Rom and a Scheffler and a Cantlay and Finau is they can do what they do on the most difficult of difficult courses, right? If you're a pro golfer, any one of these guys can just absolutely annihilate a, an easy course, right? I mean, like, they're pro golfers. They're awesome, right? And so... I prefer to look a little bit further down the board and just hope that in a weird format like this that some of these guys can can do something. I mean, listen, if you want to play course history here and you want to play some of the bigger names, Cantlay has top 10 finishes in three of the last. That's what I yeah. did. Yeah. I did plus 1225 at yeah. Circa this morning. Yeah, he, he has he has top 10 finishes in, in last three times that he's he's played here. Sung J.M. last four years has gone 11th, 11th, 12th, 10th, 12th. Brian Harmon has found a ton of success here as well. He's third last year, eighth in 2021. He was 20th and 18th, third and 17. So, I mean, a lot of success. And then Adam Hadwin, been a few years, but he's had a lot of success here as well. He had a streak from 2016 to 2019 where he went sixth, second, third, second uh, in this tournament. But one of the things you can look at in this one from an in-game perspective and an in-betting perspective, which is something I'm going to be doing with a guy that would finish really high in my models, this guy – so Cam Davis is a guy that I liked a whole lot, but he starts out on the stadium course. The rotation is you go from stadium course to La Quinta, which is by far the easiest course. So I'm going to wait in game on him and play him after round one, where he is then moving on to the easiest course in the tournament. And I think we're going to get better numbers on some of these guys because John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, Patrick Cantlay, Siwoo Kim, Chris Kirk, Xander Schauffele, all these guys are all starting on La Quinta, so which is the easiest course. They are going to go low. Like, at least two of those guys are going to go super low. Maybe more of those guys are going to go super low. So some of these guys that are starting on the harder courses are going to drift as far as their outright prices, and then we can come in and get in on them a little later. So for me, I took a 40-1 to on Tom Hoagie. He was inside the top eight in every version of the model that I ran this week, second and sixth in the last two American Express events that he's played. Andrew Putnam, one of the most elite putters out there on tour. He's made 13 straight cuts. He was a T4 last week at the Sony, so in really good form. Excellent history at this tournament as well. I get a little bit longer here on these guys that I just uh, that modeled really, really well for me and all those things that I talked about earlier. Alex Smalley is a guy you can find at triple digits. I really, really like him. Ben Griffin a guy that you can find at triple digits, T12 at the Sony last week, T3 in November uh, at the Bermuda. So short-term results have him inside the top 25 in most of the categories I was looking at. And if you want a super bomb, Mark Hubbard is like 300 to one, but he, <laughs> he was inside the top 15 in every single version of the model I ran this week. And I'd, 
I don't look. He's not doesn't have great recent form, but his long term form fits this course and fits this really really well. And if he can find that somehow in this tournament. You're getting a guy that that looks really, really good at like 300 to 1. If you didn't get a chance to write any of this down, vcin.com slash picks. All of them will be out there. And I am on Patrick Cantlay again, 12 to 1. Get on in there. There we go. Uh, Hour 2 vcin final countdown coming at you on the other side of this quick break. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.